everybody, this is Jake McGrail of CITR Sports Broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, always keeping you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news and stories. It has been a few weeks since our last show, and that is because with the semester ending, our shows will be more infrequent over the summer break. That does not mean that we will be going away completely, as we plan on still providing some content over that time, but it will be more irregular, especially until current health restrictions are loosened and our Thunderbird teams are able to have some real action again. For this week, we have another first for our show, as we have our first interview with a Thunderbirds commit. Corey Branson sat down with Winnipeg High School basketball star Olivia Weeks, who committed to the UBC women's basketball program back in December to discuss the loss of her senior season, why she wanted to come to UBC, and what she's looking forward to in the fall. Afterwards, we have plenty of Thunderbirds news to share, including some massive news for our women's basketball program, and we look back at a former men's basketball player for our alum of the week. But first, here is Corey's interview with Olivia Weeks. Everybody, I'm Corey Branson with the CITR Sports Collective and Thunderbird Eye, joining you from a basement suite off of Dunbar Street. Today, I'm not interviewing a UBC athlete nor a UBC alum, but a high school athlete joining our program this fall. In grade 11, coaches ranked her as the second best women's basketball player in Manitoba, and she has been described this year as maybe the best athlete in the province. Though she lost her grade 12 season to COVID, what she's already accomplished should make her an immediate impact player with the Thunderbirds. From Vincent Massey Collegiate, Olivia Weeks, thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, let's dive right in here. So we've all heard a lot about how professional athletes are managing the pandemic. And on our show here, we've covered the university athlete experience as well. Uh, so tell me, what has this basketball season looked like for you as a high school athlete? This high school season, obviously, as a senior, you expect to have um, your full senior season. Um, and for us, unfortunately, in Manitoba, we were actually in a pretty big lockdown. So from December to about March, we were in um, a quarantine, so we weren't able to actually get even, like, even get in the gym. So I haven't actually had even a high school experience with my team for my grade 12 year, so... I wasn't able to get in the gym to even like shoot, pass the ball, like a run. Like, so basically we, we really had nothing and kind of had to do things on our own time. So yeah, there hasn't really been much. And you mentioned that was from December to March. Have things in April changed at all that situation? Yeah. So about a couple of weeks ago, we actually got out of lockdown and we were able to start practicing. But since our high school season's over, we're just, I'm just practicing with my club team, um, so yeah, and my school division that I'm at, we're not actually allowed to even get in the gym only for like school activities, which are just like gym class inside the gym. So yeah, yeah there hasn't really been much there for us this year um, for basketball wise, so. Yeah, no, it's really unfortunate. And we're of course all sad that you're missing out on the last year of your high school experience there. Um, but looking to the future a little bit, we're super excited to welcome you to campus come the fall and to see you playing for the Thunderbirds. But coming from Manitoba, what made you choose to play basketball for UBC? Well, as you know, Manitoba, it's pretty flat. There's nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing there. So so um, every summer, I actually do come out to BC to um, 
spend time with my family in like Kelowna and Penticton. So it's always felt like a second home to me. Um, the mountains are beautiful and what drew me to UBC first was definitely the scenery and the environment. Um, so that's definitely a plus and I'm just really looking forward to just getting out there to see everything because I've actually never been to Vancouver. So Nice. And it's a great city. Uh, when you were making this decision, were you scouted by the school at all or did you take most of the initiative to come here? Um, so I took most of the initiative actually since I didn't have my final TOBA season because um, of COVID as well. Um, I was never really able to get scouted by them or for them to ever see me in person and play like that. So um, after taking a couple months off of not really reaching out to anybody, I kind of decided I wanted to pursue coming out there. So I, I reached out to the assistant coach, Carrie, and um, we just started talking from there. So Nice. Well, we're happy it worked out. So you've mentioned in the past that you're not worried about getting back in the groove, so to speak, when you return to competition, because everyone dealing with this pandemic right now will be in the same boat. Still, when you come to UBC, you'll be playing at a whole new level. You'll be in Canada West. What do you think will be the hardest adjustment to make when you start playing for UBC? Definitely the age gap between um, girls. Uh, as you know, I'm not, actually not sure if you know, but I'm, I'm going out to BC when I'm 17. I have a late birthday. So adjusting between playing between people who are going to be ages 17 to about like 22, I think it's a pretty big difference. So that definitely that five to six year age gap is going to be um, adjusting even like physically and mentally you grow as a person over as a female over the like last uh, five years or so. So you change as a person and I know adjusting physically is going to be pretty difficult, but I know um, once you do, I start practicing with the team, um, it should be, it should be okay. So <laughs> nice. Now, when you first committed to playing here, Deb Hubin who's a living legend. She was the coach. Now Deb Hubin just announced her retirement a few days ago. That's going to come into effect at the end of this season. Uh, so next year, you'll be playing under new coach Aaron McAleenan, joining us from York University. Does that sort of change at the top, change at the bench, impact your mindset going into this year? Um, at the end of the day, I, not really. I mean, I was looking forward to playing with, for sure, being coached by Deb. I've heard, like, amazing things from her, and she's been at UBC for, what, 27 years-ish coaching, and she's yep. created a legacy, so... Yeah, I was, I was looking forward to it, but as a rookie coming in and not really getting to play with anybody and meeting people, and I've never met Carrie or Deb, so um, yeah, I, it doesn't really make a difference for me, but I'm just looking forward to creating like a new legacy with a new coach and just uh, keeping an open mindset, so. Yeah, sounds like a good mindset to have. Of course, you won't be just playing basketball once you arrive on campus. You do have to do school as well. So we're going to pivot a bit here into the UBC experience outside of athletics. Besides basketball, what are you most looking forward to at UBC when you arrive in the fall? Um, well, first thing, I haven't played a basketball game in over a year and a half. So I'm just looking forward to getting able to play, um, get in the gym. I'm really looking forward to meeting everybody. I've never gotten a chance to even come visit the school because uh, of COVID. So I'm looking forward just to getting on campus, kind of figuring my way around there and just getting to look, wake up to the ocean and stuff like that. So, so just everything basically looking forward to. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Are you planning to live in residence when you come? Yeah. Awesome. That's a fun time. A good yeah, experience. I've, I've heard really great stories off uh, residents and all the rookies hopefully are going to be in the same building and stuff like that. So. Nice, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be And fun. do you have an idea of what faculty you'll be in when you come? 
Yeah, so I'm going to be studying kinesiology. So I think that in BC, it's the faculty of education there. I know it's different for us in Manitoba, but yeah, that one. Cool. And any thoughts about the major you want to pursue eventually? Um, to be honest, I kind of had an idea, but now just with everything going on, I've kind of just every rethought everything and I'm not exactly sure. I know when I'm older, I kind of maybe was thinking about going into medicine along the lines of that. Um, now I'm thinking more athletic therapy, um, stuff like that. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You have lots of time to think about that. So no yeah. pressure or anything. Yeah. Uh, have you plan out your entire future at this point in this interview? Now, it'll be hard to gauge until you actually arrive here, but going off of your experience as a high school student athlete, how do you think you'll manage balancing academics and athletics at UBC at the same time? Uh, I know at UBC, they have really good resources for student athletes. I know you have to attend like two hours of like the Thunderbird study session. I think that's what it is when you're first playing your first year. Um, so I know... Uh, they have really good resources for that. Um, I'm just kind of gonna base off my skills off high school, taking my time management and before um, COVID of me being super busy and trying to just lay out my schedule for the week. And yeah, just basically time management and knowing what I have to get done. And hopefully that can create some success for me in the future, so. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> I think taking it simple is never a bad yeah. yeah. So let's head back to basketball a little bit here. Coaches in Manitoba have gushed in the past about your multitude of talents. You can shoot from deep. You're comfortable around the basket. You're great on offense and on defense. So what's been your strategy for eliminating weaknesses in your game and just being such a well-rounded player? Um, I think one of my strategies is just not having a fixed mindset on, oh, I am a certain position. At the end of the day, like I, I kind of play everywhere and I'm open. I'm pretty open-minded to playing anywhere and, you have to play not like a, if you're a big, yeah, you have to play like a big, but you also, you also should be, if you, if you, someone's guarding you and they're slower than you, like you should have some handles and be able to beat them and stuff like that. So just kind of playing everywhere um, has helped me just to practice everything. I could practice far, like mid range, long posting up everything, honestly, and just not having the mindset of, Oh, I am a certain position just kind of has helped me to become um pretty flexible. Nice. And do you think some of that came from the, I guess, the scheme that you were playing at, at your high school, like how you were coached, the ability to be sort of like fluid between positions? Do you think that sort of thing will carry over into the university game? Um, I'm not quite sure, just because I know the university game is pretty different. Um, they do have set positions because there are girls who are like 6'7", six, 6'3", six, so obviously yeah. they're going to be in the post. But at like from where I have come from, I'm I'm one of the tallest people, but I'm not necessarily one of the most like strongest people in the paint. So that kind of, I kind of just play based off who's guarding me. And then I go from there. I just adjusting to my defender. So, um, honestly, like, I'm not quite sure. Just kind of going to go out there and see what, what the game's like and then adjust off of that. So, yeah, I think a strategy based on adjusting on who's defending you and who you're being guarded by is never going to fail you. Always going to be positive. Yeah. So, we talked about that. Uh, the coaches really like all these factors you have, but what the coaches think definitely going to be different uh, than how you think of yourself. So are there any major areas of your game that you're working to improve right now? Uh, yeah. So I'm 
I'm a pretty taller, I'm on the taller side of the players and I'm trying to improve my post game. Uh, haven't really had a lot of experience with that just because when I was younger, I was at like around five, eight. So I wasn't super tall. And then I sprouted up around high school. So just the past couple of years have been kind of working on getting uh, stronger and posting up in the paint, stuff like that. I'm also trying to work on my ball handling so I can have the, the range of being able to maybe carry up the ball when I'm needed and, and then go post up if that's an option for me. So yeah, just kind of working on ball handling and um, getting bigger in the paint. So nice. Now you're certainly quite committed to your sport, but I'm curious about whether that's been the case forever. Has it always been about basketball for you or were there other sports you considered pursuing when you were younger? Uh, so I've always played basketball. I played basketball since I was in kindergarten. So it's been a while, but I did, I was super interested in volleyball for a while. I played club till about grade nine. And then I've always been into like every single school sport. Like I've done track, handball, like all those things, but yeah, I was pretty uh, into volleyball for a while, but then basketball kind of took over and I started my first year playing um, team Toba really changed my mindset. And so I quit club and started investing more of my time into basketball and just kind of went from there so yeah I mean UBC has a phenomenal volleyball program as well so yeah. <laughs> hopefully you get a chance to connect with some of the athletes there and uh, yeah, hopefully. yeah perhaps get a chance to reignite that interest a little bit now this is a little bit of a silly question here but a lot of athletes swear by their wacky pregame rituals do you have any fun game day routines you'd like to share um, kind of. So I have like a, my lucky number is five. Okay. So it's not really a ritual, but I always tap my feet five times on each side, like one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, like against the side when we're warming up and then I go onto the court. Um, so that's just something I do. Also something that's kind of funny. I don't know. My teammates kind of, uh, roast me for it, but I always eat, um, Oreo protein powder mixed with vanilla yogurt mixed together before the games like 20 minutes before my game and I can play <laughs> perfectly fine. So, and everyone's like, I don't know how you don't like throw up and stuff like that. And I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't do it all the time, but it's a, uh, it's my pregame snack, I would say. So. <laughs> wow. So you just gave me about like 50 new questions that I want to ask you about that. Uh, I'll save it to a couple, I guess for both of them, it's just, is there an origin story for those traditions that you have? Is there a reason five is your lucky number? Um, well, my birthday is on the fifth, so that's why five is my lucky number there. But, um, the yogurt thing, I honestly don't even know. It's just, uh, one day I was like, oh, I want to have something that's like a protein shake, but I don't want to just drink milk and protein powder. So I just tried yogurt and then it actually tasted pretty good. So I just, uh, it stuck with me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to knock anything until I try it. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll withhold my judgment for now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you might be hard to get me to try it. Yeah. Uh, th those are great though. Thank you. Now, I was reading some of your prior interviews that you've done. Apparently, uh, you've been planning to run a summer pickup league with a few of your friends once everyone's vaccinated and the world is on its way back to normal. Uh, how's that project coming along? Um, so I haven't actually like started it, but a lot of my coaches around me are trying to have all the grade 12s come together um, to be able to scrimmage against uh, the younger age group, which will probably have a chance to get to play for Toba or the national team again, or sorry, provincials. Um, so 
yeah, it's, it's a work in progress. I mean, I'm, I for sure trying to be able to play in the summer. And so I'm going to spread some, the word out to all the grade 12s. I know who I'm pretty close with and just say, Hey guys, like, let's get something going. We got to play. We got to be prepared to go off to whatever you're doing next year. And yeah. So, um, my club coaches have actually been pretty helpful with that. And they said, we're for sure going to be able to play. So that's very exciting. So hopefully we can make a league from there. Nice. You mentioned your, I guess, compatriots, the other people in grade 12 who are going to be heading off to a lot of them heading off to post-secondary to continue playing basketball. Is anybody coming out West with you uh, or are most people heading in the opposite direction or staying in Manitoba? Um, unfortunately, no one is coming out West with me. I'm kind of the only one leaving. Um, we, we all were trying to leave Winnipeg and get kind of a different view, but uh, it didn't actually work out like that with COVID and stuff like that. So a lot of my teammates are actually staying in Manitoba playing or they're going to um, just like a community college outside of Manitoba. But yeah, no one's really coming all the way to BC with me or anything like that. So Anybody from outside of the basketball team that you know? Who's coming to BC? Yeah. Um, for other sports, yeah, um, okay. a couple of my friends are going to BC for uh, football and stuff like that. Um, no one really, honestly, just kind of, kind of just me going out there by myself. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll be quite an experience for you then. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you'll be. I'm sure you'll be welcomed in the, into the community with open arms soon enough. So, <laughs> don't think you need to worry too much there. <laughs> Now, it feels a bit strange asking you about the future when you haven't even played a game for the Thunderbirds yet. Uh, a lot of these things are still way, way in the future, but I'm still sure that you've probably thought about this a little bit. Uh, are you hoping to pursue a pro career at some point down the road? I mean, I haven't really thought about it that far, but I'm, I'm definitely not opposed to it. I mean, I'm just trying to uh, do the best I can at, with my five years at UBC and um, and we'll go from there. I mean nothing's off the table of course but uh we definitely would not be opposed it'd be definitely a cool experience especially if i'm doing pretty good and i'm still really loving the sport and yeah so I'm never opposed but i guess we'll see so great and i know at some point and you did mention this a little bit earlier you had talked about having an interest in sports nutrition athletic therapy those fields are those paths still on your radar right now yeah, um, for sure. That's definitely why I took kinesiology in the first place, just because I know there's so many different uh, studies you can do from there. Like you could go kinesiology to medicine, kinesiology to sports psych. You could do kinesiology into like athletic therapy, stuff like that, occupational therapy. There's so many things you can do. So, I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. Like I definitely, I definitely don't know yet. We'll see how first year goes and see if I'm liking what I'm taking and we'll go from there. So. All right. So lastly, Olivia, uh, just to talk a little bit about your own personal interests, uh, we were going to talk about the Raptors, but you mentioned the fact that because of how bad they're playing, you don't really have much insight, which I can't really blame you for. Um, you mentioned, though, that you've been following the NCAA, uh, men's tournament, women's tournament, both. I was following the women's tournament, yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, did you have any thoughts? Were you cheering for a particular team that didn't make it? Uh, were you happy with what happened? Give me yeah. a review. <laughs> so I was uh, rooting for Louisville and UConn just because the two players who I was, uh, I've been watching them since like they've been playing in high school were Haley Van Lith and Paige uh, Beckers, I think her name. Um, and they, they're rookies on the team and they're making giant impacts. And it's just kind of a reflection of something I want to 
wanted to do so I was following them but they got kicked out um Louisville got kicked out in the I think it was before the elite eight and UConn got knocked out not even didn't even make it to the finals so after they got knocked out I just I stopped watching I was like no this is <laughs> but I mean good good for the teams that won still but yeah I was rooting for Louisville and UConn so yeah sorry to hear that your uh, teams didn't win but alas that's how it goes I guess yeah you know how it goes so. yeah and I think those, uh, I think those role models that you picked there, uh, Paige Beakers in particular. I mean, a fantastic rookie career, as you mentioned already. So, if you're trying to emulate her game and what she's yeah. done, uh, I think you're on a pretty solid path for success. Cool. Uh, on that note, we'll wrap up our chat here. Again, thank you so much for zooming in, Olivia. Uh, yours is a really new perspective on this show. We've never talked to a prospective athlete before. Uh, so we really, really appreciate you coming on and chatting about that. Uh, and good luck wrapping up your time in school. And uh, we can't wait to see you in the blue and gold in the fall. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Great. This has been Corey Branson with the CITR Sports Collective and Thunderbird Eye joined by Olivia Weeks, soon to be of the UBC Thunderbirds women's basketball team. Thank you all for listening. We will now have a quick break for ads and PSAs before we get to the news roundup and the Thunderbirds alum of the week. Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. Do you like laughing, hilarity, radical thought-provoking creativity, and laughing? UBC Improv is UBC's home for improvisational comedy, theater made up on the spot. Like us on Facebook to learn when our next shows are. Search for us on YouTube for our film sketches. And follow us on Twitter because we want the followers. UBC Improv. Insert cheesy slogan here. Let's get it on. Sugar. Let's get it on. Welcome back. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, and we have a lot of news to cover from the last few weeks. As Corey mentioned in his interview with Olivia Weeks, legendary UBC women's basketball coach Deb Hubend has retired. Coaching the Thunderbirds for 27 seasons, Huben led UBC to three national championships, four conference championships, and was named the U-Sports Coach of the Year back in 2004. In January of 2020, she broke the record for most Canada West wins of any women's basketball coach, retiring in the end with 344 regular season victories. She was also a decorated player, named one of the U-Sports Top 100 Women's Basketball Players of the Century for her time at Bishop's University in the 1970s, and was the captain of the Canadian Olympic team that finished fourth at the 1984 Olympics, the program's best ever finish. 
She was also part of the bronze medal winning 1979 and 1986 Canada World Championship teams. An icon of UBC basketball, we wish her nothing but the best in retirement. Replacing Huben will be Aaron McAleenan, also a former U Sports player at Acadia back in the early 2000s. Her first head coaching position was at Lethbridge, where she led the Pronghorns to their best Canada West record in 18 years in 2012-2013. After three seasons there, she was hired by York University in 2015, where she coached the last five seasons. Inheriting a team that went just 2-17 and the year before she arrived, she steadily improved the program and in 2019 led them to their first playoff win in 11 seasons. She has also been on staff for Team Canada Junior teams in both 2018 and 2019, and we look forward to seeing what she can bring as the new coach for our women's basketball team. We have some Hall of Fame news for you all as well. First, it's been announced that Doug Mitchell will be enshrined in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in their ceremony this fall. A former UBC Thunderbird athlete, he later played professionally for the BC Lions, retired from that to become a lawyer before later returning to serve as the commissioner of the CFL for six years. One of UBC's most prominent alums, he has made many donations to the school and is a strong supporter of amateur athletics, currently serving as the co-chair of the UBC Football Alumni Council. U-Sports has renamed one of the national football semifinals the Mitchell Bowl in his honor, while his name also serves as the title of the Doug Mitchell Sports Center on campus, the home of our UBC hockey teams. This induction follows his inductions into all three of the BC, Alberta, and Canada Sports Hall of Fames, and he has also received the Order of Canada. The UBC Sports Hall of Fame has also inducted its class of 2021. The four individual athletes are as follows. Akbal Singh, a Thunderbirds football running back who holds the school record for most single-season rushing yards and helped lead UBC to the Vanier Cup in 1997. Kerry Watson, a women's basketball player who was named National Championship MVP as UBC won Nationals in 2004. She has also served as an assistant coach for the team since 2007. Caitlin Meredith, a swimmer who was part of the UBC Decade of Dominance and won 26 CIS medals in her five years on the team. And finally, Brooks McNiven, a baseball pitcher who won NAIA West Player of the Year, was drafted in the fourth round by the San Francisco Giants and represented Canada at the 2008 Olympics. Also, two teams were honored. First, the 1965-66 men's field hockey team, which was the best club side in Canada at the time, and many of its members represented Canada at the 1971 and 1975 Pan American Games, winning medals at both of them. Second, the 2000-2001 women's golf team, which became the first Canadian team to ever win an NAIA golf title as they dominated the 2001 NAIA championships, winning by 34 strokes. The final member of the 2021 class is Dr. Jack Taunton, who co-founded the Allen McGavin Sports Medicine Center on campus, has served in various roles at UBC for the last 40 years, and was the chief medical officer for the 2010 Olympics here in Vancouver. The Hall of Fame class was announced at the annual UBC Big Block Awards Night, which also saw current athletes honored. Not every award was given out due to the cancellations of the past year, but some still were. This includes swimmer Marcus Thormeyer, 
ending his UBC career by receiving the Bobby Gall Memorial Trophy for Most Outstanding Graduating Male Athlete, while Margaret Pham of Women's Field Hockey received the May Brown Trophy for Most Outstanding Graduating Female Athlete. Kendra Roberts of Women's Rugby and Ethan DeGraff of Men's Golf received the Buzz Moore Leadership Awards, while student trainer Leif Olson of the baseball team received the Carolyn Doby Smith Award for Most Outstanding Student Trainer. Just a couple more pieces of news to share. A couple weeks ago, Grant Odu was selected by the Fraser Valley Bandits in the third round of the Canadian Elite Basketball League draft. The senior guard will have the opportunity to play for the Bandits this summer before returning to UBC in the fall. And finally, there was a massive loss in the UBC soccer community as legendary coach Dick Mosher passed away on April 24th at the age of 77. Coaching both the men's and women's teams for a combined 26 seasons, he was named the Canada West Coach of the Year a combined seven times and U Sports Coach of the Year three times. He led the men's team to six national championships, the most of any head coach, and led the women's team to three national championships, tied for the most of any head coach. His time with the program included coaching both teams at the same time in both 1995 and 1996, winning back-to-back Canada West titles with both teams. He also served one year as the UBC Interim Athletic Director in 1991-92 and was part of the inaugural Canada West Hall of Fame class in 2019. He will be missed by many. Now, here's Nelson Uzonwa with our Thunderbirds Alum of the Week. On today's Alum of the Week segment, we're revisiting the story of one of the most prolific scorers in UBC basketball history, and his name is J.D. Jackson. J.D. was born in Burnaby, B.C., but grew up in Vernon, B.C., where his father taught him how to play basketball. He was a young talent and quickly became a star among stars. In his senior year of high school in 1985 with the Panthers varsity team, J.D. attended five different tournaments and walked away with an MVP award each time. In 1986, J.D. joined the UBC and started his season coming off the bench. The UBC team surprised many that year after beating University of Victoria to win the conference championship. UBC fell short in the finals, but J.D. was the leading scorer on the team at 17 years old. The best was yet to come for J.D., In the next four seasons with the Birds, he was an All-Canadian those four years, and in his final two seasons, he was honored with the CIAU Player of the Year Award. J.D. scored 3,585 points in his career for the UBC and played on the Canada's national team. He began playing with the Canadian national basketball team in 1987. He even matched up against Michael Jordan in his time playing for Canada against the U.S. Dream Team and retired in 1994. J.D. has been inducted into the UBC Hall of Fame for his illustrious career. And that will wrap up this week's Alum of the Week segment. And with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbirds news is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. Thank you again to Olivia Weeks for coming on the show. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake McGrail, Corey Branson, and Nelson Uzanwa. Thank you for tuning in, and have a great rest of your day.